Me and my headset. If I see it, the angel, 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 if I see it, the Hello and welcome to me and my headset. I am Seize the Beans Production and this is a young project that I decided to start. It's a podcast slash... Actually, no, I think it's just a podcast. (laughs) Not too sure what I try to make it more than what it is. Frankly, you know, what you see is what you get. Um, And this is just... A space for me to talk for you to listen if you want to to share your thoughts to let me know how you're feeling well I can let you know how what the heck just happened to my accent there <laughs> that was so weird um you know for me to be able to tell you how I'm feeling we have a nice mutual exchange a little bit of fun maybe some controversy I promise, though, I'm going to try my best not to stir up controversy while I'm here. That's not really what the objective is. I really just need, you know, a space to share my thoughts. And yeah, we'll see how this goes. Um, Before we carry on, though, I just want to let you guys know that this is... I mean, I'm not exactly sure how to lead this sentence, but what I'm essentially trying to say is, this is just me, a headset that I got a couple of days ago, and just my voice really (laughs) sharing what I feel, and nothing more, nothing less. You know, I really hope that this is one of those things that I can be able to sustain and keep making and have something to dish out and you know maybe you can listen to it while you're doing something maybe you can set some time apart to listen to it you know anything at all that you feel like maybe you need some background noise while you're in the middle of a really important project that you keep putting off or maybe you're washing the dishes and you need something to help you you know make the time move along maybe you're on a journey somewhere like on a road trip and you don't really feel like listening to anything, you don't really feel like watching anything. Maybe you're trying to find something to help you sleep. You know, I don't really think I have the most comforting voice. You know, I'm not an ASMR artist or anything. But, you know, maybe I'll be able to bore you to sleep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, me and my headset, what are we here to do? We're here to just share our thoughts, our being mine and yours. I really do want to open the floor up for discussion and just chats, really. It's not meant to necessarily be some kind of, like, discussion board or, like, Twitter poll or anything. It's just a space, really. Um, Today's episode is about something that's been on my mind quite a lot and you know a lot of you guys might feel this is a little bit meta I personally feel like this is going to be quite meta but today I want to talk about content content something that I feel we are all super familiar with um something that 
kind of chases us everywhere that we go. Kind of like is is really inescapable nowadays. In fact, you're tuned into some content right now, right? So before we get going, right? I just want to like before we kick off the actual discussion, I suppose, I kind of want to have like a universal definition for all of us to work off of. Um, I'm just going to Google what is content. Actually, no, I'm going to duck, duck, go it. <laughs> if uh, you want a nice episode on search engines and whatever else, let me know because I could talk for hours about that. I could talk for hours about anything. Um, and that's really why we're here, isn't it? So, I guess the first result that we have is Miriam Webster. But she seems to have so many definitions. I don't think we're going to get like a proper, proper definition. So maybe we should go to... Oh, the wordfactory.com. It seems to have a whole blog entry here. I'm just going to read the first paragraph. This is by Margot Carmichael Lester, posted August 23rd, 2011 thewordfactory.com and it says what is content I get asked this all the time and with good reason now that everybody's talking about content management content development content strategy content anything it's hard to know what we really mean when we say content so here's the definition Steve and I use I don't know who Steve is I'm not gonna click the link <laughs> content is the presentation of information for a purpose to an audience through a channel in a form <laughs> very informal way of describing it and I think it's a really good place to start um, if you want to read it for yourself again the wordfactory.com but I think that's a really cool springboard for me to use and uh, sort of base all of my ideas off of in the time following you know but like before I start talking about it, I feel like, you know, nowadays you can't necessarily have like a formed opinion with, without sort of presenting your credentials as to why you have that opinion. Uh, luckily for me, I actually have some kind of credentials in it. So my background in content and content creation is both sort of on the floor and behind the scenes. I think ever since I was around... 15 I've been really interested in that kind of thing you know growing up in the early 2000s you know you had YouTube the early stages of YouTube and everything you could just go onto YouTube and like the homepage would be scattered with everything like cartoons randos making vlogs people that have like you remember those like um like the music videos people used to make where they would like clip together different uh, animes and everything. I know they're still around but like I don't see as many probably because of the whole like YouTube tailoring system but I remember those. Those were super fun. People would go onto like Windows Movie Maker and get that like horrendous font and make like lyric videos of songs but like that was before we had like official lyric websites like genius and that kind of thing so people were mostly just guessing and like deducing what the artist was trying to say and that was such a fun time truly like yeah so i've got that going for me i've also got 
how many times I've started and ended different kinds of channels of content that I was making whether it was like an artistic Instagram because I had this like five minute idea for <laughs> some cool edit that I was gonna make and I was certain that I was gonna be like the next Banksy or whoever I don't know that's like the most influential artist that comes to mind because I don't really know any like contemporary visual artists that are like practically a household name at this point than like Banksy but he's always in the news for the weirdest things so I don't know I guess he counts and then there was also the multiple like YouTube channels I started because you know when you're like in high school you're like a grade 8 grade 9 you're like oh my gosh I just saw this girl in LA who started vlogging in her bedroom and is now like a multi-millionaire I could do that <laughs> I'm not exactly here to say that you can't do that but there's definitely a lot more elements behind it than meets the eye you know um you know I also did a bunch of like photography things I uh was also the editor-in-chief of an art magazine which uh we'll get to soon enough <laughs> uh but behind the scenes i have studied copywriting i studied content creation digital marketing brand management etc etc all the boring like things you know staying up all night reading notes answering questions about seo it's so it's as boring as it sounds but i do think it is beneficial to sort of have that information whether it's for creation of content or in my case the avoidance of content but again we'll get there and like yeah knowing all that stuff I suppose one could say I'm somewhat credible in this field though I don't think anybody's like a hundred percent credible in this kind of thing because it is still sort of like a wild west landscape it's still very new despite being around since I guess the beginning of time you know like content has been a thing you know even before the digital age you know we've had your MTVs you had your uh, showtimes you had your broadways you had the court jesters you had the sitting around the fire telling stories to one another I don't I don't necessarily think those exactly measure up to the kind of content we have today but it's like it's definitely something to, to think about, um, I suppose, like if you're willing to make that stretch in your mind. And um, yeah, I think content is quite frankly inescapable. It's, it's one of those things that as people, we can't help but make, you know, um, there's always somebody trying to make their friend laugh, there's always somebody trying to make their loved one appreciate this piece of creativity that they made I remember I used to really be excited whenever I learned a new piece on the guitar because I was like oh my gosh I gotta show people this while also fighting crippling anxiety <laughs> so I have no idea how I expected that to work out like I would sit in front of somebody and be ready to play them something and I would immediately be filled with tears like why are you watching me like look away but at the same time watch me appreciate me Cognitive dissonance is one of the strongest things, I think, that is out there. Um, yeah, so, why did I want to talk about content today? I don't know, I just feel as though it's been something that's been weighing on my mind recently. 
specifically how insidious it's gotten. Content nowadays doesn't frame itself as content in order to kind of infiltrate, you know, the minds of people and get spoken about and shared and distributed and consumed. Because, you know, the ultimate goal of content is to be consumed. And nowadays, it's especially to be consumed by as many people as possible. You want the shares, you want the views, you want the streams, you want the retweets, you know, you want the Insta story place for 24 hours, you know? We've all seen it. You want the reblogs, for those of you that still use Tumblr. I still use Tumblr. It's very... We don't have to talk about what Tumblr is, but yeah. It's it's still there, um, and so on and so forth. But I think content consum- consumption has become one of those things that you do whether you like it or not. Oh my gosh, how could I have forgotten about TikTok and TikTok as well? You know, you want the... I had a TikTok for like a couple of months. I actually now cannot remember any of the terminology from it. Oh, like you want to be on people's For You pages and you want to be like in the DMs and whatever else. Seriously, I had uh, TikTok for a couple of months. I think from, I think I started my, and it was all this year too. I think I started my TikTok in May or so. Was it May? Was it April? One of those two. And basically the point of it was at the time I was um, trying to promote my graphic design work that I was doing. Um, And then I destroyed my TikTok account. I like to say destroyed. I don't think I deleted it. I destroyed it. Absolutely just demolished it. It was, <laughs> um, and that kind of thing. Um, and I stopped having my TikTok account around August, maybe? September? I don't know. But yeah, and I've never been on TikTok since. I still see TikToks because, again, content is to be consumed and with the save feature it's really easy for TikToks to be on your ex- Instagram explore page on your Twitter timeline on even your Tumblr dashboard like very rarely do I go a day on Tumblr without seeing at least three TikToks so yeah, I think they've definitely figured out how to master the insidious side of content But yeah, I feel as though that's sort of something that was getting me down specifically, was how insidious it's gotten, how inescapable it's gotten, how much it's permeated every single aspect of life, you know, you want to log on to see how your friends are doing and there's a TikTok of, I don't know, some like heartfelt moment that's most likely fake (laughs) just so that you can you know send it to your friends in the dms with an oh can you believe it can you believe what's going on here but um you know like deep down it probably was like made that way so that you can have that reaction it's it's bait basically everything on the internet i think is bait there's rage bait there's like cuteness bait there's like there's certain content that's very obviously meant to stir the pot and you know i find it easy to succumb to that but at the same time i find it disappointing when i see other people succumbing to that 
and I kind of have to step back and like ask myself why is that you know like what's going on here why are we so quick to to have the gotcha to have the that own you know and uh, it's just one of those things where I kind of have to step back and I'm like dude have you considered that the way that you're behaving is how they want you to behave and then in the exact same breath I'm like but is that the worst thing you know maybe I do need it maybe I need that rush of like owning somebody on the internet with a differing opinion than I and then I'm like I don't think I do actually I think there's a real life that I need to live at some point and then real life does that thing that real life does where it's like real and you're like never mind I'm just gonna go back into my little hole on the internet and uh, fight some rando from some place that I don't even know whose life story I could not care less about and who could not care less about mine but in this moment we are opponents we are fighting to the death for absolutely nothing at all but it's it gives you that rush you know that I gotta be right about this. I have to get a passing grade in argument. That is a normal thing to achieve and very rational to to seek. And it's like, you know as much as the other person does that this is getting you nowhere. By the end of this, you're gonna go back into your life with your views and they're gonna go back to their life with their views and like, you just have to pray and cross your fingers that you never meet again. Um, and yeah, I just think that's so interesting how cyclically, how cyclically that works. Oh my word. Cyclically. That's insane. That, like, what that does to my tongue. That's actually crazy. And, uh, that really leads me to, like, the next thing I kind of want to say. Um, when it comes to that content that you share, you know, in the DMs with the aww look or the can you believe what this guy's doing like what and obviously there's very many different types that fit in between those two it's a spectrum you know you get the wow look at this person's manicure it's so cute or like oh my gosh here's another piece of discourse or it's like wow i didn't know i could do that with my hair or you know it's a spectrum i don't have time to like list every single piece of content if i did we'd be here for hours and hours and hours and hours um which isn't something I'm opposed to doing, but I just don't think that's <laughs> a very productive way to spend the time I'm trying to have, I guess. But when it comes to that kind of content, you know, it's kind of a little bit depressing how it seems as if manufactured content, which... I must, I must say this, I feel is super concentrated specifically on Instagram, because how often do you go onto the Instagram explore page, and you're scrolling, and you're like, you're not looking for anything in particular, you're just scrolling, you know, there's so many pretty colors, and, and all these different types of content that all come together in this, like, marketplace of ideas, and you see this thumbnail and it's like a person looking just some extreme form of emotion like super shocked or like super angry it's usually the shocked one though they've got like their mouth open they're like <gasps> and you're like what are you shocked about and then you like click it on click on the video and it's some like 
over-the-top prank. Prank in quotes, by the way, because, yeah, we all know they knew, but I mean, whatever. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this is such brain-dead content. Like, what's going on here? Like, you don't possibly think that, you know, they didn't know. But you're like, I'm going to watch it because it's here, you know? And then when I scroll, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so angry about what I just watched. And I'm gonna harbor that, and then I'm gonna talk about it, and the cycle continues. You know, com- contrast that with what I like to consider organic content, but like emphasis on the content part, because as organic as it may be, it's still content. You know, that stuff like vlogs. You know, people being like, "Oh, guys." just woke up today it's tuesday you know we're in lockdown i've got nothing to do i might go to a cafe and you're so interested in this person who has this like low-key life and they're you know telling you that they're down in the dumps and you're like no way i'm down in the dumps we are down in the dumps and that's sort of your connection to this organic content or it's your uh, video essays of people being like, hey, remember in 2003? And you're like, no way, I was alive then. <laughs> Never mind that I was four years old. I was alive then. So this is about me. I'm going to stick around. And then this person's personality shines through where they tell you about like a pivotal moment in history that, truth be told, at least from my perspective, really didn't shape me that much. Because... For me, in the 2000s, I was kind of like a a passive person, you know? I was, like, still growing up. I was fully developed at the start of the 2010s, so the 2000s wasn't really my area of expertise. But I, you know, grew up very closely alongside people who were doing that. So I got all the bells and whistles from people that had it firsthand, things like illegal mp3 sites starting up for the first time you know limewire your napsters i never got to use it myself because i remember being so deathly afraid of the internet i remember being like dude if i click on a link our computer is going to (laughs) explode the only thing i ever did on the computer as a kid was like play the sims and that was like the sims 2 which i maintain is the best sims because and this might be my nostalgia talking or it might be from the fact that when i played the sims 4 i was exceptionally begrudged by the fact that i couldn't build a house from scratch like i had to like have a pre-made house and then like work it from there i don't know there's something so beautifully chaotic about being able to build your house from like foundation and like having no sense of architectural anything and just going haywire i think that was the best time you know you just sort of yeah or it's maybe like a gaming youtuber oh i'm going back to the organic content thing sorry sometimes my mind skips points um maybe there's some gaming youtuber who's telling you about how this one piece of video game content like shaped them for life and you're like i've never played that game but i can totally see how that would shape you dude in a way it shaped me (laughs) i don't know 
And I just think it's very interesting how, you know, whether it's manufactured or whether it's quote-unquote organic, it's all content, you know? I'm a very avid um, watcher of ASMR. There are a bunch of people out there who probably think that's super cringe and super weird and, you know? I I hear you. Um, I just think you're wrong, but <laughs> but I hear you, you know? And it's like, even though I watch it and I know that I'm having some sort of, like, implicit connection with the person behind the screen, they're still behind a screen. And it's one of those things that sort of, like, sets in after some time and you're like, yeah, we're all sort of connected to, like, Ethernet cables and Wi-Fi and fiber lines and 5G. Which, we'll get into why I giggled. Maybe in like a totally different episode. I don't know. And then, it's like, regardless of the content, whether it's manufactured, whether it's organic, it's all content. We got that. That's That was like a driving point that I made for quite some time. I just feel as though like, at some point, content stopped being something that was created to have something to share. You know, it stopped being like, Mom, look, I drew a picture. Would you look at it real quick? You know, and your fancy has crayons. To sort of being like, how can I get the most engagement? How can I get the most shares? How can I get the most retweets? How can I get the most money? Right? Like, that's where we're all thinking. Like, content is money. And that's a thing that we all have to come to terms with somehow down the line we found a way to commodify content and that is crazy to me that might be probably why i'm both a hater of content and a supporter of tumblr because going on to tumblr feels like going into this empty void of people just dumping their thoughts most of which are pretty bad but you're kind of sitting there like, look at you having the confidence to have bad thoughts. You know, outside of Tumblr, everybody's like, I gotta have a bad thought to rattle people so they can come back and talk and boost my page. And then I can say, look, look at all of these shares I'm getting. Look at all this engagement. Pay me money. You know, hey guys. I'm a super sharp talking person and I say things off the top of my head and I am the number one rep of hater culture. Here's a link to my Patreon, you know? And it's like, I don't want to sit here and condemn the very thing that I am participating in. Actually, yes, I do. But if I like, if I said that, then people would be like... Like, if I didn't say that, people would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're sitting there talking about content you know furiously typing like why would you say that oh my goodness you're like literally a part of the machine yeah okay whatever sorry i suppose (laughs) but it's just like good lord like at what point are we gonna go back to that you know time and i know the answer is never but it's like one of those questions that you kind of throw out the wall and hope it sticks you know Hope that at least one person will be like, actually, yeah. Not even in like a 
like a way to sort of make yourself seem like this free grand thinker i don't think what i'm saying is particularly new fresh or like you know groundbreaking i think we've all felt some sort of run down or exhausted or burnt out by constant moneyfied content you know the constant like and subscribe click on the notification bell this video is sponsored by you know we've all heard it we're all you're you're one of two people you like watch the video passively watch the whole thing click like subscribe hit the bell icon or you're like me and the second you hear this video is sponsored by you are clicking that skip forward button over and over and over and over again until you finally get to that hole to get 15% off blah 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 and then the real content begins the real thing you came here for the thing that is being sponsored you know depending on what your tastes in YouTube are you know you're watching some person trying really hard to sell you their personality so you can be like oh hell yeah man this person I'm so happy that ExpressVPN decided to sponsor them oh my gosh that is so funny to me like truly 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 and yeah you know where do I lie on the whole manufactured versus organic content not me as a creator but me as a consumer you know where do I lie I I think I'm definitely excuse me I think I'm definitely more in the latter of the organics only because you know I get very hyper aware of things that are manufactured it makes me feel angry it makes me feel like how dare you how dare you think you could pass this under my radar and that for me is like things like reaction videos I cannot stand those I really can't like it's like I feel as though at some point in time you know we gotta we gotta <laughs> draw the line in the sand and be like what are we doing man I gasp too sometimes where is my ExpressVPN sponsorship <laughs> and it's like yeah man you know it kind of feels as though it's not about what you create but like the volume of what you create and you know whether or not people connect with it is like a complete shot in the dark at a dartboard that's across the room um and like there's a huge breeze in the room at the same time i hope that was like a a suitable analogy is that an analogy or like a metaphor i don't know it's it's starting to feel very odd very sisyphusy you know we're all pushing that rock up it's falling we're pushing it back up almost relentlessly at this point too you know there's some new makeup guru trying to show you this new eyeshadow palette from this musician who decided to make a makeup line and you're like this is fine this is okay I don't really have to do anything except watch this you know that's the coolest part about being a consumer of content I think is that it's such a passive thing you don't so long as you don't scroll too early you've basically participated in what the creator wanted you to do which I think is also the hugest, hugest, I think that's the biggest, no, hugest is the right word here. It's the hugest appeal, you know, to, to making content, to consuming content, I mean, sorry. It's so passive, you're not, you're not doing much, you know. The Patreon thing is always optional, 
you know you don't have to click the bell icon but it's like you can just watch you can just sit there you can just watch the entire video essay think about it for a bit and then go back to your life only to come back two seconds later yeah I just think that's so interesting and then with the advent of TikTok I think this whole hyper creation of content thing is, is, is something to be spoken about man goodness gracious I remember when I was on TikTok and scrolling for hours was something that you do on TikTok and it is also simultaneously something that is hugely joked about on TikTok in like a tongue-in-cheek way like haha I decided to do my chores at 2 p.m. next thing I know it's 9 p.m. and all I've done is scroll on TikTok <laughs> and it's like that's so funny but it's not funny <laughs> at the same time it's like seven hours uninterrupted passiveness what on earth you find yourself delaying bathroom breaks delaying eating delaying um just like your vitals man just so you could see that next video on your fyp which is so funny because at the same time tiktok is one of those things where you can pause the video you can pause put it down and go do something it won't auto refresh while you're gone you know you can you know do what you do come back but why would you do that when you can just sit and scroll i won't act like the the former is the more appealing option i totally understand i'm not saying this from a place of judgment i'm saying it from a place of introspection as well because i was a participant of that as as well at some point but it's like at what point are we gonna be like maybe something went wrong here and i know that there are constantly people every single day talking about the dangers of tiktok the influence it has on impressionable minds, you know, the trends that pop up from there, people like filming other people without their consent just for like a quick share on TikTok. There's the whole people interrupting like everyday lives so they can do a dance in the middle of the mall. <sighs> the other day, actually, speaking of the mall, the other day my friend and I were in the mall and I do recall us going past this one store. And no joke, it was a content creation store. Now, I hadn't been outside in a minute because lockdown and adhering to the rules of whatever and, you know, being able to do that. But going outside after having not been outside for a while to, like, one of the biggest malls in my area and seeing a content creation store was something else. It was like a huge punch in the face of the sign of the times. Like... They were renting out ring lights. They were renting out spaces with uh, different flashy backgrounds so that, you know, um, you could have a really good set design for, I don't know, however many TikToks you wanted to make. And you would, like, pay them to rent space in the store to make your content. And that is mind-blowing to me. That is... First of all, very genius business plan considering, you know, even if it's not great for longevity, it's a really good way of um, adapting, you know, and taking advantage, you know, from a marketer's point of view, that's pretty cool. But then from 
a me point of view, like me who strips away all of this understanding of what it takes to make it, I was shocked. I was like, this is what we're doing now? Uh, especially because, I don't know if this is info, but I am 22, and seeing that most of the consumer base were 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, I was like, you're joking. Is this what we do now? Not to be like kids these days, but it was a very interesting thing to see, you know. And I couldn't help but compare it to the days of of yester, when I would sit and play The Sims 2 for hours on end, versus scrolling on TikTok and using ring lights and whatever else to make my content. It was just... It's very sobering, I would say. But yeah, um, final thoughts, I would say content, man. Content is poop. Like, to, to put it simply, it's poop. I don't like it, yet I love it. It's enjoyable, and it's draining. It's a waste of time, and a great way to spend your time. And it's all of those things simultaneously. And I think no matter where you consume content, you know, it's really hard to avoid consuming content it is what it is you know I don't have anything like deep or philosophical to say because I genuinely don't think this is what I'm trying to do I'm not trying to be a social observer I'm not trying to be like the next Aristotle or Plato I really just you know yeah I'm 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 a I'm a participant like the rest of you I'm here for the ride if you've got anything you want to add, you know, we can we can have a young chat. We can exchange ideas, form thoughts, and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah, and just let me know. Thank you so much if you stayed for the entire ride. I sure hope that I'll see you in the next episode. And yeah, that was super duper fun for me. I hope it was super duper fun for you. Alright, bye. I see it.